there's certain things that you could never, um, you, you never really can question. Okay, I mean, you can always sit there and you can talk about this, that, or the other thing, but you can never question the dedication and the effort ever put in by Mark Lindquist. Uh, Mark just finished 17 days of Operation Sleepout. Uh, to sleep outdoors uh, in Fargo and the surrounding areas in December in his tent and sleeping bag to raise awareness of ways that Americans can help uh, the people of Ukraine this winter. Um, I think he also slept outside Good Morning America in New York City. But there, there's he's very, very passionate uh, as, a, as a veteran himself of what's happening in Ukraine and, and focusing a lot of that energy on the people that that may not be fighting the war, but are paying the price of a war in Ukraine, and that's its citizens. I, uh, Mark's a friend. I want to get him on and talk to him. Mark, good to have you back on News and Views. Thanks so much for having me, Joel. You know me. I'm all in all the time, right? Yes, you are, and I love that about you. Mark, I asked Abby if she could do that for 17 days because she didn't ask me back, but my answer would be no. I, I don't think I could make 17 days uh, this time of year outside in a sleep out. What was that like, Mark? Well, I tell you, you know, it was 30 and 40 below wind chill, you know, 20, 25 below real temperature. And the whole point of this Operation Sleep Out was two things. Number one, I had to show America what military life is like. 93% of American adults don't know what military life is like. They only know it through Hollywood. Because there's only 18 million veterans that have, that have served in the armed services, right? And so we had to give that example to people and also the example of how to lead in a confusing time. Number two, we had to do it because we in America seemingly have forgotten to think about the most important thing on planet Earth, which is the war in Ukraine, right? If we are the leaders of the free world, then we must be leaders on this issue. And so I, as an American veteran who am dedicated to these principles and the, the principles of freedom and our Constitution and the same things Ukrainians are fighting for, I just needed to bring that to people's attention locally in Fargo, and then it is now time to duplicate it across the country. Well, it, you did raise a lot of awareness. You did, both locally and on a national scale. Uh, what, you know, what fruit did that bear? I mean, describe to people what happened after that. Right, because I think the major problem with the Ukraine issue is that Americans don't know how to help. Like, if you don't know somebody in the Donbass or you've never been to, or been to or met somebody from Ukraine, how would you know how to help? So I had to tell people, my guys out there don't have thermal socks. They don't have hand warmers. They don't have stoves and generators and blankets and coats. Because some of these people, if you want to move to the refugee side of things, they fled their hometown in the summer. And now last night in the Donbass and parts of Ukraine was eight degrees last night. Right. So I had to tell people there are simple ways to help do a coat drive. Right. Clean out your closet. We, we got snowmobiling gear. We got hunting gear. We got tailgating gear. And the community responded. Right. Thirty thousand dollars to ship a uh, hundred thousand dollars worth of donated winter weather gear. And we found another hundred thousand coats run by a local NGO in Fargo that can be ready to be shipped. But we just need to raise money to do that. About sixty thousand dollars, given our current supply chain. And so the community responded beautifully. And that's the story I tell locally. And, but but go ahead. One Mark. detail is that the reason why I did this, the reason why I did this, Joel, is because when I came back from the Dunbots and did public events at Olivet Church and the largest university in North Dakota, eight people showed up to each event. We had forgotten to think about Ukraine, and so I had to do a PR stunt to get them attention. <laughs> 
So, you know, and, and I don't know if, if stunt is the right word because it's just, a, it's it's serious what you did. I mean, you know, quite frankly, you spend 17 nights in a tent this time of year out here in North Dakota. You, you're taking a lot of risk uh, to yourself along with that. But Mark, talk to, to folks while you have their attention about the, the people of Ukraine, uh, what they're like, what you know now, having been there, met them, worked with them, worked for them. Talk to people as they're listening to you about what you've seen, what you've seen when you've been to Ukraine. Ukraine is the land of the free as we are. Ukraine is the Western world and runs like a Western society like ours does. And the proof of that is this. An American veteran who had never been to Ukraine, doesn't speak the language, and it's wartime, was able to walk into that war zone and move approximately five, maybe six, six million dollars worth of humanitarian aid to the right places in the country. If that society was not almost identical to ours, within 10 months starting from scratch, there's no way I would have been able to do that. It wasn't my special ability. It was the fact that the, that the societies are mirrors of each other because we all live in the free and Western world. And so the people over there are going to, to work at a virtual job just like you. You know, they're, they're, they drive Fords and Chevys and Audis and Volkswagens in the cities. It's the, the villages that have been occupied that are the tough places that don't have running water and are, are more 50 years behind America. But, folks, if you went to Ukraine, as I think you should on your next vacation after the war, you'd find these people could just as easily be your best friend. Well, they win this war. Yes. Here's why. Because unlike America's attention span, which seems to not be able to last more than six weeks, the Ukrainian attention span on this will not waver and not, will not fail because they don't have any choice. If they don't win, all of them die. So the Ukrainian spirit is much like I would think is the, that American spirit that loves freedom and independence and democracy. The Ukrainians don't have another choice. So either they win or they'll all be wiped off the face of the earth. That's how serious this is. So what you're, you're in a room, Mark, and uh, you're having a cup of coffee at a local cafe, and uh, one of the individuals at the table, because this happens to me here, uh, the, the people will text in under the, the, the anonymity of a phone number, which I, I have no idea who they are, but they will actually say right. that this isn't Vladimir Putin's fault. That uh, that there's there's more at play here. I want you as somebody who has dedicated so much of your time and your life to helping the people of Ukraine to address that. I want you to speak to them, those individuals that are out there so basically people, supporting Vladimir Putin. Right. For the pro-Putin crowd out there, the people that like to criticize Ukraine, President Zelensky, their government or society, here's what I tell you. I'm an Air Force intelligence analyst who had a top-secret security clearance for the National Security Agency, and we know who the bad guys are. If you think Vladimir Putin is the good guy, you've been subject to Russian propaganda, and I, I don't have time for you because you're never going to be convinced otherwise. I'm going to move on and work with the 80% of the people who do have the sense to understand that Putin is the bad guy. You have been subject to Russian propaganda, and I have pity on you because you are falling into the same trap that leaders like Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin use on their citizens. And unfortunately, that has infiltrated the American media space and Internet. And there's some people out there who today in 2023 think that Putin is the good guy. You must be crazy.
I have followed you on social media. I have, uh, you know, kept track of uh, your positions when it's when it's come to this issue. And at times, you've been very critical of the Biden administration. Explain that. What what are they doing wrong? What could they be doing more, Mark? If my guys in trenches, of which I have hundreds and probably approaching a thousand that I try to support through different units, if my guys in trenches have been asking for the same first aid kit and tourniquet for ten months then this government is not doing enough. I know we celebrate the delivery of the heavy weapons, but let me tell you, I talk to human beings with their cell phone number, and we text back and forth, and they don't see the Western weapons arrive at their position on the front line because the front line is the distance from Fargo to Atlanta. You hide 20 HIMARS on a line that long, you won't find 20 of anything that on a battlefield that large. So, yes, I celebrate some of the efforts that President Biden is doing. However, it's not enough. Because if my people don't have generators, camp stills, hand warmers, blankets, boots, and, and sleeping bags, then we're not doing enough. Yeah. That's my criticism. Well, we could be doing more. We could open up war bonds. And that's one thing I'd like to present to him. Well, I think you've earned the right to be able to say that. You've been there. You've dedicated. You've brought volunteers. You've you've brought awareness. And, and you know, I'm I'm... I like to think that I've I've kept uh, the issue of Ukraine out there that we've talked about it and then when I reflect on it no yeah, we you. haven't we haven't done enough uh and so I'm glad to be able to do uh segments like this uh for the people listening right now Mark what can they do what can they do to help you Right now we're we're launching a campaign to activate Americans veterans at your local VFW American Legion or AMVETS because I think that's low hanging fruit for the cause of freedom Veterans don't have to be, it doesn't have to be explained to them that this is the cause of freedom in Ukraine. And so what I'm asking is everybody call your local veteran. We need to assemble, you know, uh, uh, and, and, and unite as people who have dedicated their lives to the cause of freedom. And we need to start doing small projects in our communities, just like I did with the sleep out. My 90-year-old grandpa and Ap- my 90-year-old uncle, Daryl, in Appleton, Minnesota, population 1,300 with eight guys from the AMVET, did a pancake breakfast and raised $2,500 for medical supplies, and I delivered it to the Dunboss the next week. Every veteran could do that. Right now, Uncle Daryl's kicking your butt, veteran. We got battle buddies in trenches who, whose supply depot has run out. So we need to start activating that segment of a, the society, and I think veterans can lead America in a confusing time and teach us how to be great again. Mark, like the greatest generation. always good to speak to you. Is there some place you want to direct them, some website, some follow you through social media, through your Twitter account? Where do you want them to go? Absolutely. I've been tweeting about this war at Mark J. Lindquist on Facebook. You can follow me in, in my innermost thoughts. And then you can go to markjlindquist.com backslash Ukraine, markjlindquist.com backslash Ukraine. That's a tax deductible uh, 501c3 that I'm the president of. And I just I think we all need to act and do more, not just stand with Ukraine, but act and volunteer for Ukraine. You got a big heart, Mark. You really do. And the passion you bring, uh, it brings nothing but respect from me. So thank you for coming on, buddy. Good to talk to you. you, 